You are now entering the mind of one of rock's greatest musicians, a former singer of Styx. The exclusive podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Hey kids, how you doing? I've been asking some questions about what would you like to hear me talk about on these podcasts, and I had several inquiries about how I ended up playing Pontius Pilate in the Broadway musical Jesus Christ Superstar in 19, was it, 1993. Well, here's how it goes. In 1991, Styx got back together for the first time in, I don't know, six, seven years, and without Tommy Shaw, and Glenn Burtnick joined the band to take Tommy's place, and we recorded an album called Edge of the Century, which had on it a top three uh, song that I wrote called Show Me the Way, and it went gold. But right after that, that we could not get another record deal because in 1992, the grunge music scene hit and absolutely wiped out all kinds of bands like us. And we could not get a record deal after having a gold album. Can you imagine such a thing? So I was basically out of work and um, wondering, what, what, what am I going to do next? I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do next. And then... <clears throat> My sister-in-law, Dawn, who uh, sang in my band for a number of years, she was getting married in, Cal- in California to a fellow named Forbes Candlish. And I never, I never met the guy ever, ever. And um, so we went out to the wedding, and there he was, and he comes up to me, and he says, Dennis, I'm the executive producer of the 20th anniversary reunion tour of Jesus Christ Superstar from the movie. And I would really like you to be Pontius Pilate. Can you imagine this? I said, Forbes, look at every every six months or so, you really got to empty your bong water. I thought, what's this guy thinking? I just don't know. But he was serious. He kept bugging me. I said, Forbes, I don't think, you know, really, despite the fact that I did Kilroy was here, I never aspired to be on Broadway. I, I, I'm happy as a rock star. And he said, man, I know you can do this. So he was relentless on me. He says, please come to New York and meet the director. So, okay. I go to New York and I meet the director. And they say, you got, you got to do this. And I learned a couple songs. And I, and I did an audition. They told me I didn't have to audition. But they said, um, I think they were kidding me. But they said I didn't have to. I had the gig if I just took it. So I did the audition, and let me tell you, I was so crappy. I was so nervous because I was like, you know, once again, I'm a fish out of water. I don't know what I'm doing here. There was a piano in the room, a big empty room, and two guys sitting there judging me, and I'm, I'm singing Pilot's Dream. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Shouldn't I be singing Come Sail Away someplace? So anyway, I got the job on the spot. And so I started doing it. And you know something? I didn't suck. I was pretty good at it. I don't know what it was all about, but mostly Pilate's role in that, in that, in that thing is really um, a singing role more than it is a speaking role. In fact, most of the show is a sung through, which then means there's very little dialogue, if any. <clears throat> so um, I take the gig, and because of one thing, I, I didn't know anything about a Jesus Christ Superstar. I bought the album in 71, played it one time and thought, eh, this is not really rock music to me. This is something else. It didn't impress me. And I never saw the movie. I never saw the musical. Didn't know anything about it. So when I got the script, what they call that the book of the musical, I read through and I see Pilate does this thing called Trial by Pilate, which is like a 10 or 11 minute scene where he anguishes over whether or not he should crucify 
Jesus Christ because he has this dream earlier in the musical where he dreams he's going to do this. This he's going to be what's what's what I'm looking for infamous for absolutely crucifying Jesus Christ. So he fears this in his mind. But in trial by Pilate, this 11 minute scene, he goes. There's this long, long, it stops and starts, and music is sung. It's in different, different tempos. It's really a tour de force. It's a great thing to do as an actor and a singer, so I took it. <clears throat> because it culminates with, Don't let me stop your great self-destruction. Die if you want to. You misguided martyr. I wash my hands of your demolition. Die if you want to, you innocent puppet. And then they go, Jesus Christ, super. And that's it. And then Jesus, he's on this cross, but then he resurrects. It's beautiful. And I thought, I think a lot of eyes will be on me when I'm doing that scene because I'm about to crucify Jesus. This is a thing. You know what I'm saying? So I took the gig. And I did it, 260 shows. Ended up doing it in, uh, on New York at Madison Square Garden. It was it was an incredible experience. But let me just say this to you. People say, what's the difference between being a rock star and being on Broadway? I think the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, I'd say almost every uh, star on Broadway would give anything to be a rock star. And I think almost no rock stars would give anything to be on Broadway. That's the biggest difference. But besides that, I tell people, Pilot does not come out in the middle of the show and say, Hey, Cleveland, how you doing? A funny thing happened to me on the way to Judea. That's not allowed. You have to stick right to the script. You have to be on your mark. You have to know exactly what you're doing because all the other actors and the lighting and the cues and everything are reliant upon you to do your job perfectly. It's no, there's no improvising. It's not jazzy. It's not a lead solo that you're going to just you know, stop playing when you want to. Everything is to the moment. And so what? that's the greatest difference. But really the worst thing is eight shows a week. How many days are in the week? Seven. You perform eight shows a week. Most of the time, two on Saturday and two on Sunday. It's grueling. It really is. And for guys like uh, Teddy Neely, who played Jesus, and Carl Anderson, who played um, a Judas, these were the stars from the movie. They were they were Broadway veterans. They really, it was really great working with them and watching what they did. Irene Cara played Mary Magdalene in this show, and we had one of the greatest singing casts I've ever seen in, in my life. And I really enjoyed it. But when it comes right down to it, you know, I, I like rock and roll. I do. Um, and uh, so when I was done with it, I got other offers to do other things in New York, and I, I just didn't take them. I, I didn't take them because I really I, I rock music is, is is to me it's it's more in the moment and more exciting. Although are you ready for this? Because I had done this show in California, um, Danny Goldberg, who at the time was president of Atlantic Records, saw it and said, "Dennis, I knew Danny Goldberg from years before. He'd been my manager." He said, "Dennis, I didn't know you were doing this. Do you want to make a Broadway album for Atlantic?" I said, uh, "Sure." And I recorded 10 on Broadway because they gave me money to make a record. I said, oh, okay, all right. And then I'm out performing Jesus Christ Superstar, and I decide, hey, maybe I'll write one of these things. And so I composed The Hunchback of Notre Dame. So that's how I got started in Broadway. It was all accidental. Every step of the way, I never pursued it. I, in fact, I was reluctant to do it. So when people say to me, they say, Dennis, how do you break in into the Broadway musical world, I tell them it's very simple. Get yourself a brother-in-law. 
And that's my story. Uh, I probably have other things to tell you about it, but I don't want to bore you with these, with these podcasts and make them too long. But once again, <clears throat> um, Broadway is a great, great, great institution. I love doing it. I have written two musicals since, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which has been produced, and of course, 101 Dalmatians. I wrote the score for that. But really, kids, there is no substitute for being in a rock band. The excitement... Uh, of a rock show, nothing compares to it. So this is me again. I hope you enjoyed this one. Cheers. Enlightening? Perhaps. Entertaining? Always. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Come Sail Away with Dennis DeYoung. Get the next new episode Friday morning at 7 a.m. on this website.